0: Disclaimer, all views expressed on this podcast represent the host and his guest and not the companies or agencies they are associated with. This is Tony's Game Lounge World Tour, a podcast with a variety of guests from all over the world talking all things in the gaming industry. Here's your host, Tony Erickson. Hello, everybody. Welcome
1: back to Tony's Game Lounge. I am back after a two-month hiatus because mentally I needed the break, but we're back and we're on a world tour. We are stopping all around the world to talk to people in the gaming industry world and join me this week. We're stopping in Scotland as we visit Argic, Sonic speedrunner,
2: Twitch streamer, and
1: amazing dude.
2: Hello. How are you? How you doing? I forgot my time zones. I'm not recording this an hour later. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta put that in there. I gotta. We had this all planned out, and I'm like, I made a time zone faux pas. I hope I'm not too late. Thankfully, we're not, and now we're recording. Thankfully, we're not. No, like I'm
1: all like essentially on weekends because I always work like early mornings to like noon in my time zone. It's like I'm basically free the rest of the day, so everything worked out, and we're here, and. We're going to be starting off with a passport check, Argic. I've got my passport ready. Alrighty, so this passport, I need to see your favorite game, favorite game character, and
2: favorite game soundtrack. Ooh, this is hard because it changes all the time. We were saying this as we were setting (laughs) up. Um, Honestly, I would have to say like one game that's always my... I love my Sonics, and we'll get into that later on, Mm. so I'm deliberately not going to mention them. Uh, But outside of Sonic, I would say my favorite game is Final Fantasy IX. Ooh, Uh, nine!
1: okay. I I, I really
2: enjoy it. It was my first one I played. I love it to bits. I do love the characters in it. Um, There's a lot to love, just not the ending. I don't know who Necron is or where he came from, but that is the weirdest final boss I've ever (laughs) seen. Um, But yeah, so favorite game, Final Fantasy IX. Favorite character? Um... Honestly, I do just have to say Sonic for that because honestly, I've grew up with him so much. Like, he is just a character that I look up to and and like he's guided my way, as cheesy as that sounds. But I've literally grew up with him and he now influences my life with my job. So, you know. I'd be really wrong of me to say that. Yeah. And OSTs, OSTs change all the time. Um so right now we're going with my current OST, which is the fire emblem. Three Hopes soundtrack. It's the new um, Warriors-style game that's the continuation or a retelling of Fire Emblem Three Hopes. No, sorry, Three, Three Houses. Houses. Why are the game names so dang similar? <laughs> but um specifically the inferno versions of the songs where they just like really let it with the guitar um, and like yeah, da, 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 it's like, oh my god, they make even the most boring songs sound cool. Um <laughs> I just listen to that blaring down the car when I'm when I'm driving. It's so good. Oh yes. I I see I'm a fan of the Three Houses soundtracks. Like
1: I use mm-hmm. a couple of those tracks in my D D campaign. Oh, nice. Because uh, of how good they are. I need to listen to the Three Hopes one because I'm like, oh, I also forgot that Three Hopes kind of exists because of, like, oh, yeah, another Fire Emblem Warriors game. And it kind of just went under my radar
2: a little bit. Honestly, it's the best Warriors game that they've made, which sounds really weird considering, like, it is the team who have done all the Dynasty Warriors. Mm-hmm. But, like, if you go back and you play the original fire emblem warriors and you play the original hyrule warriors then you look at what they've done with like age of calamity and then obviously they did like all the gundam games and that as well they've basically just taken everything that they know about the warrior series and what makes it work and just plonked it into three hopes and it works so well like there's so many quality of life improvements it's it's really good to play and it's really streamlined to the point where you're almost just constantly non-stop fighting, unless you're in cutscenes, in which case it's Fire Emblem, you better sit down for five hours because there's five <laughs> hours of cutscenes.
1: <laughs> exactly. I played um, uh, Hyrule Warriors back on the Wii U. I played a yeah. lot of it back on the Wii U. Uh, and I also played, back when I first got my Switch, I got it with um, Hyrule, uh, not Hyrule, Fire Emblem Warriors, the first yep. one. I, yep. That one, I lost interest in that one around the time where you got to the fates part in the campaign yeah which was relatively early on yeah and i did play i have played age of calamity and i still need to finish it like i enjoyed i I enjoy age of calamity i enjoyed playing it it's just so many other things came out that it's just
2: i'll come back to it i just haven't you know, I'm the exact same boat with you on that one. I've still got to finish Age of Calamity as well. I even bought the DLC for it, and I'm going, <laughs> I finished the main game. I got to um, what I can only consider as the grind to unlock a specific character. No spoilers, but you know who it is. I when mean, we I get think there. I know who you're talking uh, about. You, you, know, yeah. you know who it is when we get there. Um, But like, I'm at that part, and then it's like I have all the DLC stuff after it, but there's just so many other games, and I'm like, God dang it. I've yeah. not even started Xenoblade Chronicles 3 yet because oh, I made myself a, a promise. One. I will finish, uh, at the very least, the Black Eagle story in 3 Hope, like Scarlet Blaze. I will finish Scarlet Blaze before I start Xenoblade. So I've, I've decided I am setting myself a holiday between the 19th and the 25th of September. I am not streaming. I am just playing Xenoblade and I am <laughs> taking a break and that is it. So like that, that's my plan for like two weeks from now.
1: Amazing, I, I I just love going on like all right, we're just gonna go on
2: a video game break. No, nothing, just this specific game. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's, like I've been told, and I I've seen a number of people who are like this is easily a nine a hundred hour plus game, and I'm going. I don't have that time right now. Um, I'm taking a break, and I really loved it. It was like three Christmases ago at this point. Xenoblade Chronicles Two. I sat down. I played that game just during Christmas. I took a week off. Loved it. Absolutely phenomenal. The I've heard
1: fantastic things about the entire series. I never, I never played them. I watched Chugga Conroy, oh, up to a certain yes. part, play the first game before I kind of just lost interest. I'm like, you know what? The game's just not for me.
2: No, that, that's that's very fair. The series is, it's really good mm-hmm. as a series. Like, the voice acting speaks to me, because it's, it's, it's very British in it. Yeah. Like, it's very British, uh, but Xenoblade Chronicles 2 takes that a step further because they have like four different areas, and, and one of the areas more ordained in the game It's literally Scotland. And I just, they all have Scottish accents. <laughs> the NPCs, they had three lines, one of which was so obnoxious, they actually had to patch it out because the NPCs would say it all the time. Oh, and it was great. just like, it was, um, the three lines were, think you can take me don't forget me and you're done and you're like you don't get you don't get more than you're done and it's just like they kept saying them and they had to remove it because just there was so many they kept saying it so many times as like there must have been a complaint and they just they patched it i was like but it's like the voice acting in the stories and just that and the gameplay for me is fun but i can understand like it's it's an rpg so it's like the gameplay at the start it's very slow and you've got to build up to it. And sometimes you just, you can't build up to it. You don't get to that build up. I did the same with zeno 1. I, I got Xeno 1. I didn't really do it. I got Xeno 1 on the 3DS. I still didn't do it. I then got zeno 1 on the uh, Switch as part of the Definitive Edition. I still haven't done it. Um, <laughs> but I fell in love with Xeno 2. And I know enough of zeno 1's story because of my friends and because of seeing Let's Plays and things like that. So I just, I sat down with Xeno 2. I did that for a full week. Um, then a year passed and they released the DLC. Um, because they did the big DLC pack where at the end yeah, of it are like, torna. yeah, we're gonna get you, we're giving you Torna, we're giving you a full-blown expansion that basically should have been its own game. Um, and they gave us that for the price of the season pass, which was ridiculous. And then the following Christmas, when that game, I did the same again. I just sat down and was like, that's what I'm doing. And I said for Zen 03, it's just like, no, I'm gonna do the same. I'm just gonna take a week, I'm gonna sit down. I can't wait until Christmas, though. So I'm doing it in September. Like, that's it. (laughs) Perfect. Amazing. Uh, I I
1: can't wait. I can't. You see, I'm also waiting because now the question is, are they going to put Xenoblade X onto the Switch? It's one of the few Wii U titles that hasn't gotten
2: ported over yet as well. I hope they do. Um, I don't think they'll do, like, an all-in-one collection because the games have all been re-released on the Switch, so it would feel re- really silly for them to do that. I would love for them to do that, because if they brought, as you mentioned, X is one of the very few games still left on the Wii U, if they bring that over, maybe they'll bring Star Fox Zero over? Yeah, that would like, make, It would make sense. It would work with handheld
1: mode really well. Nah,
2: unfortunately, it's already been said. Um, the Platinum developers who worked on Star Fox, uh, Star Fox Zero have said they would love to do a Switch version of the game. It's literally in Nintendo's hands to do it. Yes. Um, I, I, I'm not a game dev, so I don't know how hard it would be, but I do know based on fan feedback, nobody liked the controls. I, those of us that played the game for more than an hour got used to it, thoroughly enjoyed it, But I can see why the controls are a stopping point for people. And if they just made it a basic game, um, on the Switch where you could use like any of the control schemes that you wanted. And you as you say, you could play on handheld mode, but it would just give you the one screen anyway, that could work. But fingers crossed, I I would love to see it, or I would love to see a new Star Fox game on the Switch, but well, let's just say I know how the F Zero fans feel. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah, that's a deep knife
2: there. Yes, it is.
1: Um, okay, well, let's uh, move over from Zenoblade over to our headline of the week, which is still Nintendo related, as we got a brand new Pokemon Scarlet and Violet trailer mm-hmm. showing off the three new paths, the three paths that they kind of talked about in the previous trailers. Uh, the Gym Test, The Path of Legends, and Starfall Street. Uh, Starfall Street being like the big reveal, showing off the new enemy team, Team Star. And introducing us to, they briefly introducing us to like, hey, try out these new auto battles, which we don't really know what they are and what they'll entail. And introducing us to Mela, or Mela, uh, the Team Star Fire Squad Leader. And she has a giant bus that she fights on, which is cool. We also got Brassius, the grass gym leader, shown off. And Jita, the Pokemon League chairwoman. Is she going to be evil? I don't I, know. I, I, maybe, Spoilers for Sword and shield. <gasps> I, Maybe. I don't know. She She's either going to be evil or she's going to be like the champion. Because it also said on the website that she's like a champion level trainer.
2: I mean, maybe. Yeah, it makes sense.
1: So, it makes sense. Her design is out there enough to possibly be champion material. And we also got three new Pokemon revealed. Armor Rouge, an exclusive for Scarlet, which is Fire and Psychic type. Cerulege, Fire and Ghost, exclusive to Violet. And Cloth, the Rock Crab. Crab. I I'm I'm just gonna say this, my boy, some mellow fellow. He was very happy with the inclusion of another crab.
2: <laughs> yeah, okay, I can see that. I'll be honest; those new Pokemon have solidified that if I do get this, because uh, I I didn't do Pokemon. I stopped playing Pokemon up at Heart Golden, Soul Silver. Oh, right. So, yeah. so I didn't do anything like um, Black and White, Black and White Two, Sun and Moon, etc. I came back for Sword and Shield because they based it on the UK. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. And just, I I say, I um, well, I still haven't finished it because it was my travel <laughs> game. And then okay. something happened, didn't it? Uh, oh, yeah, so something got, did happen
1: that uh, yeah. kind of stopped travel there.
2: So I stopped travel. So, like, once I start traveling again, I'll play that again. Um, but, yeah, it was my travel game. And it's like, I didn't really bother about that one. Like, Sword and Shield, I could just pick whichever one I want. This one, though, I am 100% picking Violet because of Cerule Edge.
1: Yeah, they're really cool. I've seen a lot of comments say, um I've seen some like, oh, wow, really Digimon designs there. It's on, Megaman. He's Megaman.
2: He's Megaman. He's Megaman. He's Mega Megaman. Man, that was the other one. Not Pop Network Megaman. He's Megaman X8, just with like the dual swords. <laughs> out. And I'm like, oh my God, I need him. I need him
1: so badly. Uh Yeah, but they're pretty cool. They also showed off Titan Pokemon with a giant cloth as uh, the Path of Legends. You're looking for ingredients for uh, some me- very epic Meals of Proportion uh, with one of the characters that I, whose name I can't remember that they showed off in the earlier trailers. Um, So Titan Pokemon, most likely the new... I can't... What were they called in Legends Arceus, which I'm blanking on. Uh, I but don't they're, know because I never played that one. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm blanking on it. But uh, all of those look cool. And we're also getting a special OLED model switch uh with uh, some scarlet and violet designs and that comes out november 4th so you can get that get the switch and then 14
2: days later get the game it does look cool i do like the design of that switch and obviously like, with it being the new oled version it's like if you play a handheld you're getting a nice shiny screen so yes oh so great just, if you so don't shiny. have a switch if you already have a switch you probably there's probably no point in upgrading i don't know yeah
1: your mileage will vary your, your mileage definitely does vary if you it, i still have my old switch like i'm not really gonna upgrade it i play on the tv most of the time anyway
2: so uh, exact same yeah i it's it's the reason why i didn't grab a, a steam deck either people are like yo you get in a steam deck and it's like i i don't do portable gaming like if i'm not at home or at a friend's house playing games i don't have the ability to game because i'm either driving or i'm at a meal or whatever i'm in a location where i'm not gaming so my Switch stays in its dock most of the exactly. time. Exactly. And with how prices are Canadian, I'm going to save up uh, my
1: money and put, because uh, a Steam Deck is like half, if not like three quarters of a PS5 mm-hmm. price. So I'd rather just get the PS5. Thanks. Yep. Very fair. uh But that's the headline of the week. Taking a look at now what else happened this past week, it's time for us to dive into the week in
0: review. Covering news from the world of video games, TCG, and board games, this is The Week in Review. And taking a look at stuff that happened this past week,
1: game releases, uh, Splatoon 3 is out. Which is super awesome. It's out, people are pretty happy with it. Uh, I saw on Twitter recently that if you want to dab in the game, you gotta reach level 95 on the Squid Pass. Oh, you know people are doing that. Oh yeah, you know it. Uh, NBA 2K23 dropped, as well as Temtem on consoles. And also, shout-outs to a game that I also discovered, uh, Justice Sucks. It's the sequel to that Roomba game where you play as that little Roomba. Roomba? Well, this is a sequel to that. It's more expanded, and you save your family from the evil family core. And you uh, kill people and suck up their dead bodies. Yes, you do. It is it's a great game. I actually I love it. I'm actually going to attempt getting the platinum trophy. I only need three left, two trophies aside from the platinum to finish the game. So, yeah, it's a good time. You you gotta you gotta devour a lot of blood though for one of the trophies, and i may be halfway there. I don't get there. I'll, I'll get there. I'll get there one day. Looking at video game news. Uh, More Pokemon in the headlines. Pokemon Company, they sued multiple Chinese mobile devs $72 million over a Pokemon ripoff. The game in question is Pocket Monster Resu, which uses Pikachu and Ash in the advertisements and has been in operation since 2015.
2: That's no bueno. Don't use something if it's not yours. Yeah, the fact and
1: the fact that they've gone away with this since 2015 is also boggling to me.
2: But that'll be why it's 72 billion, or sorry, 70. Yeah, no, 72 million there. Yeah, can I have one? Like just one. That'd be <laughs> nice.
1: <laughs> hey, Pokemon. Hey, you want to hand that 72 million dollars over to the people? Yeah, can I just afterwards? have one of it? Just one. Just one. Just just one measly million, please. Please, sir, can I have a million? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Yes, please. In Ubisoft news, if you didn't know, Ubisoft had their Ubisoft Forward today, day of recording. But we'll actually be talking more about the event next week. Uh, But they did confirm, I will say this, Assassin's Creed Mirage, where we'll be going back to where the games started in the Middle East. So that's exciting. But we'll be talking about more of that in everything else, including Rayman and Rabbids. Uh Yeah, a lot of stuff. Looking forward to that next week. Jet Set Radio Tribute slash inspired game Bomb Rush Cyberfunk. I think we talked about that quite a bit on this podcast. That's been delayed to summer of next year now as I believe it was set for fall of this year. They
2: can take as long as they need for that because I'm looking forward to it. It
1: looks really good. I'm so excited for that. Oh, yes. In a little bit of a fun news, Spider-Man on PC, they have, they've been getting a growing modding community ever since the game ha- got moved to PC. And Kermit and many others have now taken on the Web Slinger's role, and it is absolutely hilarious to see that.
2: Yep, Sonic's got a mod in there as well. Woo-hoo! Oh, yeah,
1: he does. <laughs> now, you can, now you can kick people off buildings as Sonic the Hedgehog. Yep. Disney... Hey, they got their D23 Expo today, but they also partnered with Ravensburger to create a card game, Disney's Lore Kana. And the cards, they revealed a lot of them, and they look really dope. It looks like it's are going to be possibly a good another mainline competition to Magic the Gathering, Pokemon, and Yu-Gi-Oh! Uh, we also got a lot more at the D23 Expo. Marvel and Niantic have teamed up for an AR game. Black Panther and Captain America are going to be starring in a World War II-era game from the ex-Uncharted director Amy Hennig and Skydance New Media. We're getting a new Tron game called Tron Identity, which is a virtual novel puzzle game by Mike Bithell, who developed Thomas Was Alone and The Solitaire Conspiracy. And the Switch is getting Disney Illusion Island, a four-player co-op platformer where you play as Mickey, Minnie, Goofy, and Donald. And it's a platformer. In the modern style of the Mickey Mouse cartoons, if you know that style. And that was like most of the big reveals from the D23 Expo. There
2: really wasn't a whole lot else. I did hear that online. No, I, I, I was saying I, just, I saw online that a lot of people weren't necessarily happy with the D23 Expo. Yeah, it was, like,
1: it, it was a bit lackluster. We weren't expecting much. And it was still not great. <laughs>
2: yeah, it makes you wonder. But hey, there is the future.
1: Yes, exactly. According to some leaked details, Overwatch 2 will have new their new heroes locked via the battle pass. Nope. So play the game to get whatever new characters they release. Ah, <laughs> I don't play Overwatch to begin with.
2: I played it a little bit. I had fun with it. I then got bored with it and then stopped.
1: Yeah. I don't that's... know I
2: don't know if Overwatch 2 is going to be enough to pull me back. Honestly, probably not.
1: Yeah. Uh, and some speed-running news, major speedrunning event news. Amazing Games Done Quick 2023 will be back online. Uh, the event was originally to be held in Florida, as that is where they had the venue. Uh, they then cited that the states, that state, specifically Florida's COVID, and also the recent anti-LGBTQ stuff, all those policies were a big reason to why they canceled. And instead of trying to switch the venue over to a new state and getting those costs, they're just going to kind of eat those costs and put the event back online.
2: Yeah, that's very, very big news. Um, AGDQ 2023 was something that I was hoping to maybe attend in person, but getting over to America right now is a significant cost, shall we say. And it's really, honestly, it's really good to see that they are taking their community uh, their community safety at heart and i have just went, nah. We're doing it online and we're moving out of Florida. It'll be interesting to see where they end up because the reason they went to Florida in the first place was for ease of international travel. I don't know if they're going to be able to find someone else that is easy enough to travel to um, or if it'll be a case of they will just move that to Minneapolis as well where Summer Games Done Quick as held. But we will have to just see what happens. But honestly, big on AGDQ for for... Putting community safety at first and yeah. eating those costs, like you you mentioned the costs, that's that's not a that's not a it's, cheap it's not cost cheap. that they're having to do. It's yeah, not cheap, not cheap at all. So fingers crossed that they can drum up the funds needed to move. Like, well, they already have; they've paid out their contract. But let's hope they can find somewhere new that'll be able to to host the events in future. In
1: Fan poll news, Power Watch Simulator, they're taking some player suggestions that will lead to a vote for a new map to put in the game. So if you want to go to, I don't know, Willy Wonka's Chocolate Factory or something like that, let them know and they, they'll they put out a vote soon-ish. They didn't really give specifics on when, but they're taking input. Give your input if you play Power Watch Simulator.
2: Powerwash Simulator is brilliant. You can just sit and chill with that game. Like, if if you're stressed and you want a game of chill, out, play Powerwash. Mm, I am. Uh, it's. I want to play
1: that game. I'm just like, maybe I'll wait for my next paycheck to get that one. Very fair. In multiversus news, Gizmo from the Gremlins. They they're the recent addition to the game, so now LeBron can dunk on a Gremlin. Don't While feed him Shaggy after midnight, eats a sandwich in a corner, don't feed him after midnight. Don't don't feed him after midnight. Keep him away from Shaggy. <laughs> God,
2: that's game Moi versus
1: is weird. Like it's weird. I p- try. I played a little bit of it. The nice thing about it, you can map your controller. Uh, which I'm like, oh, that's nice because I was able to just map it like how I map Smash Bros. So it was nice. It's just a little, a little re- Online is, eh, I found, but that's just me.
2: Yeah, it's just the whole thing about it as well. It's like I thought, eh, it's a smash clone. It's not going to take off. It's holding on pretty well. It's holding on. Pretty you know, it's well. holding on. It's,
1: it's got it's got a bit more drive than that. Nicktoons does yes. did when it came out. Agreed. Uh, in some cyberpunk news, cyberpunk's first expansion, Phantom Liberty. That got a brand new trailer, and it's set for a 2023 release. Mm-hmm. Meaning that uh, now's a great time to get Cyberpunk 2077 if it's on sale and on PC. <laughs> I still don't trust the game on consoles.
2: Not I lie. mean, I, I can't blame you for that one. It's definitely had a rocky road. Maybe they'll pull out a No Man's Sky story, and, like, after all the expansions, there'll be critically acclaimed game, Cyberpunk 2077, like... Solid 8 out of 10, 9 out of 10. But I know a lot of people right now are still going to be like, I don't trust it. So we'll see what happens. Uh In Minecraft news,
1: you can now download a map called the Chungus. Well, you go onto a server called the Chungus 2. It's a working Minecraft Redstone computer that can play Minecraft in Minecraft. And also a bunch of other games like Snake, Tetris, and a few it can do computer things, and uh, this was done by Yuri, Uerta uh, U- yeah, Uerta and Stack Double Flow. It's crazy how pa- this thing looks. It, it, it's so much redstone, and I love the fact that it's just called the
2: Chungus 2. I hope they have backups because they've opened it up to the public, so people are going to mess with it. <laughs> you know they are. Somebody's going to go. I, I want to know. If somebody's.
1: I want to know if someone speedrun Minecraft. In Minecraft on this thing. Not yet, but they might. They might. That would be amazing. <laughs> uh Twitch news. They're removing the ability to host a channel. Kind of a big one there.
2: Is it though? I don't know. I'm hearing mixed I'm hearing mixed uh,
1: thoughts. You see, I, I stand on it where it's like I don't really care that they're removing the host option that much. Cause I never really do the ho- like. I'll ra- I like raids. That's basically it's basic hosting is basically raiding, but louder. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's a good way to put it.
2: Yeah, no, pretty much. Like I'm the same. Um, anytime I finish a stream, I will raid. Uh, I can see the reason for hosting. I used to do a lot of hosting, and then they gutted it when they disabled auto hosting like you used to be able to have a list of people and if you were not live twitch would constantly check if people on your auto host list were online if they were they would host then the whole hate raid stuff happened and they disabled that and they instead of bringing that back they're just removing it Um, they've cited a whole bunch of reasons and whatnot some people are quite rightly up in arms about it other people like myself don't really care um I would prefer that they just fixed auto hosting and kept it going because, you know, even though I don't use it, I know there are people out there that want to. So we'll see what we do. I know there's a a user voice, which is Twitch's main feedback system, uh, has a, a lot of votes on it at the moment. I don't know if it'll be enough to save it. We'll have to see what happens.
1: Yeah, definitely. In spooky game news, Phasmophobia, the Apocalypse update had a brand new trailer showing off Sunny Sunny Meadows Mental Institution, new custom difficulties, a new lobby, main menu, and a lot more. That comes out September 27th, basically overhauling the entire game. Really cool. I'm probably going to play that during spooky season because it's a month away at this point.
2: I'm a coward, I'm staying well away.
1: <laughs> I'm a coward too, but I promised people that I would play the games. I promise people that I, I promised people that I would play
2: amnesia. Oh yeah, no, definitely more fool you. Nope, I, I do not do any of those. Like people can try, they can beg, the answer is still no.
1: <laughs> uh Arcane, the League of Legends show, they won some an Emmy for outstanding animated
2: program. Good job. Well deserved well-deserved great show loved it
1: and lastly lego star wars the skywalker saga will have a special edition released in november it has a fancier title basically uh it's the full game but also with an additional 30 characters if you have the game already you can get the 30 characters in a couple character bundles that they will be releasing characters including cassian andor for the upcoming andor series um the villain in the obi-wan series and Captain Rex from Clone Wars. So basically, the Skywalker Saga is every Star Wars fan's dream for, for, for Star Wars. In Lego form. In Lego those form. Games, those yeah. games are great fun. They are great. I loved Lego. I love Skywalker Saga. Long game to platinum, but I did it. Well done.
2: Yeah, definitely a long game. Because it's like six games in one. Nine games in one, yeah. <laughs> Nine games in it. Yeah, wait a minute. There's more now. <laughs> there's more now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh
1: well, Jumping over to the world of TCG in Pokemon, Ultra Premium Collection Charizard promo cards were revealed, and they'll be in stores on October 28th. And the Scarlet and Violet TCG will be out next year bringing back EX cards, which is very exciting. In the world of Yu-Gi-Oh, in some Master Duel updates, we got a brand new pack, the Newborn Dragon, that is out right now, as well as some new cosmetics and a new solo gate uh, with mer uh, mermail cards, which are really cool, and you can do a lot of link things with them, as I did last night, and it was dirt. It was br- dirty what I did. Oh. Um, In TCG releases for Yu-Gi-Oh! The Tin of the Pharaoh's Gods comes out September 15th. Darkwing Blast, October 21st. The Dark World Structure Deck on December 1st. And Dark Magician Girl Accessories, February 9th of next year. And Imagine the Gathering, Dominaria United has come on out as it released on the 9th. So you can get those cards uh, everywhere now, I believe. And lastly, in board game news... Munchkin is getting a digital adaptation thanks to Direwolf and the publisher, Steve Jackson Games. It's planned for a fall release on mobile devices and Steam. And Wizards of the Coast, been a bit in hot water, they've apologized and they removed racist elements in the Spelljammer books. Uh, specifically, the Hadozi race, which are flying monkeys. They were criticized online for resembling various racist stereotypes of black people. So yeah, they uh, apologized and they have changed that up. And that's the week in review. Any final comments on anything in this part, Argic? That's a long week. Lots (laughs) of stuff happening. It is. It really is. When you collect everything like I do, you realize all the stuff that happens.
2: You're like, God damn. No, definitely. There's a lot in there. And I'm like, oof.
1: Well, now it's time to jump ahead and look to the week ahead. Let's see
0: what games are coming out that should be on your radar from September 12th to 18th. From AAA titles to upcoming indies and random shovelware, here's what's coming out next week that should be on your radar. Starting off, we do not have
1: any games releasing on the Monday, but on Tuesday. Little Orpheus comes out on everything. Scourgebringer comes out on mobile devices. 13 comes out on the Switch. Fallout 76, Expeditions, The Pit Expansion, comes to the PC, PS4, and Xbox One. Lovecraft's Untold Stories 2, SCP Secret Files, Sunday Gold, those three games come out on the PC. Voice of the Cards, The Beast's Burden, comes to the PC, PS4, and Switch. And World War I, Isonzo, comes out on everything except the Switch. On Wednesday, You Suck at Parking! Comes out on the Series X, Xbox One, and PC. Cube, 10th Anniversary, comes to the PC and Series X on Thursday. Baron Breakfast makes its way to the Switch, if it hasn't already. Uh, Metal Hellsinger comes to the PS5, Series X, and PC. Outer Wilds comes to the PS5 and Series X. Splitgate comes to everything except the Switch. Wayward Strand comes out on everything Blind Fate, Ido No Yami comes to the PC, PS4, Xbox One, and Switch. And Fractured Online comes out on the PC. And that is all the game, most of the games that are coming out next week. Any thoughts on any of those games?
2: Metal Hellsinger. That is going to be a phenomenal game. I cannot wait, and I hope it wins some awards at the end of the year for like best indie game or something, because it's going to be fun. It abs- I am looking forward to that as well. You have a m-
1: dope metal music coming with the game. Like it's, it's just gonna be great. It is it,
2: old school Quake and Doom with a metal soundtrack and running it. It's gonna be fun. Oh yes, uh, and that's
1: everything that should be on your radar. It's now time for us to dive in, and talk about some Sonic Frontiers. This week in the Game Lounge.
0: Covering a variety of topics with his weekly guests, here's what's going down this week in the Game Lounge. And we're starting it off. Sonic
1: Frontiers and also the Sonic Amateur Games Expo, which happened recently. Uh, but we're going to start with Sonic Frontiers. That's the big reason we are talking here today. What are your thoughts on everything that's been shown?
2: Oh, where do I start? Oh, wait, we'll start with the happy stuff. Um, honestly... GameScom just happened, and a lot of the news and things that have came out from GameScom uh, have made me really, really excited for the game. I started out being initially very apprehensive because the last 3D Sonic game we got was Sonic Forces, and they did a really good job at marketing forces, and then when the game itself came out, it was fairly mediocre. It had some good points, but it also had some really bad points. Um, so it was a case of ended up just being middle of the road there for me. Frontiers, for a lot of people, uh, not myself, is the last chance for Sega to make a good 3D Sonic game. And I understand that. I really do. I generally do. Uh, but the stuff that we've seen from Frontiers, with them saying, it's going to be like, it's open zones. Each of the islands are effectively just giant playgrounds where you're going to collect these collectibles. The movement looks really smooth. Although it did initially look like it didn't have much momentum apparently it does now um the combat looks really interesting because sonic's never really done combat yeah the most sonic's ever done is like he can spin dash an enemy or he'll jump on an enemy or he'll homing attack an enemy this has a full-blown combat system which is going to be interesting to use. both. I'm looking at it both as just a casual Sonic fan and obviously a speedrunner. I can't help it. It's just how I'm <laughs> wired now. Um, but like the thing that gets me and the thing that I think is going to be maybe slightly annoying, and I won't know until we actually get to play it, a lot of the flashy attacks that you see are effectively cutscene attacks. So when you do them, it goes into the cutscene. And I really hope that doesn't happen every time you do it. Cause that's just gonna take you out of the flow. And it's like you don't wanna be taken out of the flow, you wanna keep it going. So we'll wait and see, but I'm I'm very intrigued by the movement and the combat. The story I don't know enough of because I refuse to dive too deeply in it. All yes, we know just it, weird yeah.
1: girl, well, her name is weird floating name Cybernetic islands.
2: Yes, yes. Her name is Sage. Sage. Um we're going to the Starfall Islands. We are separated from our character, from our friends, and we are trying to find the chaos emeralds. Something, 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 something.
1: And there's All I know it,
2: Oh, yeah, we've got the Cocos as well, yeah. The little Cocos are there. Hopefully there's not a hundred, and hopefully they don't give us poop. You know <laughs> what I'm talking about, Breath <laughs> of the Wild. Oh, God, do I know what you're talking about? I uh, decided
1: uh, to 100% Breath of the Wild.
2: Oh, you purple.
1: No. I did it, too. Congratulations, but
2: no. Yeah. I, 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 mm. Too much. Too much. Too much. Too much. Uh, the pain. But no, um, it, it's going to be interesting, especially with Ian Flynn writing the story. Um, Ian Flynn, for those of you who don't know, does a lot of the work on the comics, has done a lot of really good stories with Sonic. So we're hoping Ooh. to see some of that come in into Origins here. The designs in that of the characters, I like them. I, I'm, I'm fine with them. I don't see any problems. Um, enemies in that are like very sci-fi pointy but we don't really know more about them right now but as i say i don't want to spoil it so i will have to wait and see but i have went from being cautiously optimistic to worried about the game during the initial reveal yeah because the way that it was initially revealed just whoever was working Like, I apologize in advance, but whoever decided to do the IGN first system and also... Like, it was both IGN and Sega. Both of them had to sign off on this. It was terrible. And it painted the game in such a really weird light to the point that the fan base was super divided about it.
1: Yeah. Then we
2: get all this stuff from Gamescom, from the fans that have got to play it, and are like, it's actually pretty damn good. And it makes sense. The cyberspace levels are a lot of fun, even though they are based on previous Sonic games. That is now confirmed. Like, the parts of Green Hill you are seeing in cyberspace are using elements from Green Hill's original levels. The Chemical Plant one is doing the same. Um, There was one of them that seems to be based on Sweet Mountain from Sonic Colors. And honestly, I'm okay with that. It's bringing the aspects from the other games into frontiers. I can understand people wanting like brand new new material, but that's what we get with the Starfall Islands. That's your
1: new material to satisfy them, and then you have the older material as well to satisfy that other half.
2: Exactly. At least that's what I'm thinking. The way it's going to go, it's a Hannah
1: Montana scenario. You get the best of both
2: worlds oh, we'll wait and see on that one. But yeah, you could be right. Um, but it's like, that that's exactly it. Um, and just, I, I was genuinely confused about looking at it and going, what is this drip feed content they're giving us? What is this nonsense? And then the Gamescom stuff came out and then Sega shared more of their own stuff. And then they dropped the ending theme and they dropped the intro theme. And it's like, damn, this has potential to be good. Oh like, my God. Oh. So...
1: On the ending theme, I am still gushing over the ending theme. I am a huge fan of one k okay Rock. Disclaimer, I have been listening to them since like 2014? I'm a fan. I love the band so much. The fact that they're doing the Sonic ending theme, I am still not over. Like, I am so happy. And
2: the song is a f- absolute banger. It's a good song. I've never heard of them before. So for me, it was like, oh, interesting. They're not doing Crush 40. Because a lot of people were wondering, are we getting Crush 40? Um, And the the answer right now is no, we're getting something new. And the general consensus appears to be that this is the direction Sonic is going in the next decade. This is the new frontier of Sonic. And you know what? I'm excited for it. That might change when the game comes out and I play it. We'll wait and see. But I'm I'm excited for November.
1: Yeah, and it comes out on the
2: 8th or 18th? 8th. You're right with the 8th. So yes, early November. It It is indeed. So,
1: basically, hey, for those fans who are fans of Sonic and Pokemon, you have 10 days to beat Sonic Frontiers before Pokemon comes out. (laughs) and <laughs> yeah, there's
2: god of war in there as well <laughs> oh god yeah
1: god of war i keep forgetting about that one. Oh, so many
2: games november not is time.
1: stacked
2: oh there's there's a lot like there's there's too much it's i mean you're, too- you're talking about games and that that are coming out in the future this past month has had so many indie games that i've just not been able to keep up with them all i've had like a new indie game each week next week freedom planet 2 drops and i'm like this is the last indie game for a while that i want but goddamn, there's been like five of them in each week that i've been playing
1: (laughs) yeah it's just been too many i mean it's been a good year for indie games oh it's been a phenomenal year great year for indie games like that's the category i am most excited to see at the game awards to see what takes that yeah definitely uh, is there anything that you want to see in Sonic, from Sonic Frontiers before the game drops via a trailer or anything?
2: Nope, because I want to play it for myself and be excited. I, I have seen enough now. I have seen movement. I've seen combat. I've seen story. I have seen... I've, I've heard the themes. That's enough. I'm already sold on it. I've went from cautiously optimistic to worried to I'm excited. Leave me at excited and <laughs> let me see what happens. Okay. Have I been? Have I been duped again? Have I been caught again? I don't know. Time will tell. I think
1: one thing I would like—I doubt they would—a demo would be nice.
2: I would love a demo. They've already said we're not getting one. <laughs> like it's not happening. I would love for them to release the public demo that they've had at Gamescom and that. Yeah. Uh, I doubt it's going to happen because apparently somebody managed to find a bug that got them out of the demo area and they saw a little bit more than they were supposed to obviously
1: you're a speedrunner. What are your hopes for this game speedrun-wise?
2: Honestly, I just hope that it's fun to play. Um, Not all games are good speedrun games. We don't know if it will or not until the game runs out and we play it. Um, Sometimes we jive with games really well and we love it. We love the movement. like We love the tricks and glitches. Other times we find glitches that, while are fast, we just don't like to pull off because they're either really difficult or they're really hard on your hands or something like that. I honestly don't know what my hopes for the speedruns are. We'll just have to, I will wait and see and hopefully help develop the speedrun route when the game releases. I, I, we're both excited for this
1: game. I November cannot come fast enough. Second thing I would want to talk about, Sage, the Sonic Amateur Games Expo. That wrapped up recently or is it still just in the end days of it right now?
2: it has officially wrapped up it wrapped up today was the final day of it uh, but the games are available all year round pretty much so if you go to SageExpo.org, you can find all the games and you can play them uh you can just download them they're all free it's it's really cool honestly it's a lot of fun
1: mm-hmm. and for those who really don't know because i actually didn't know this was a thing what exactly is the sonic amateur games expo <laughs>
2: So, the Sonic Amateur Games Expo originally started out, as the name suggests, as an amateur expo or an expo for showing off amateur developers making Sonic games. Um, That could be everything from just your 2D Sonic games to full-blown 3D games or actual complete frameworks that are then used to make future games. Um, and it's, it's a lot of fun and it's just, it's broadened its horizons. It's grown over the years to the point now where it's not just Sonic games. You have all sorts of fan games. There's Mega Man, there's Bomberman, there's completely unique games. There's obviously a lot of Sonic. Um, this year, somebody even made a Man demo, which was really fantastic for me. Um, But there's a lot. And they've branched out to indie games as well now. They include demos of indie games. They've even got brand new released games on there as well. Like, for example, they have the upcoming Berserk Boy demo is available. Uh, They've got Buck Up and Drive, which is hilarious. And even Demon Turf, which is a game that's already released on Steam, but this is their way of getting a demo out to you. So it's really grew up into its own kind of just week-long event. And it's amazing.
1: How, what were some of your standout games that you got uh that you played uh, with these demos and whatnot?
2: So there, there's a lot. <laughs> um, there, there, there's a, an absolute ton of games. Honestly, the one that got me though, um, that really grabbed me and I just had a lot of fun with it, was a uh, a game called Project Rascal. Um it's a 3D, momentum-based platformer. It's basically, you want to say it's 3D Sonic, but it's faster, and it has a little bit more control. Like, it's clearly based on Sonic. The character can spin dash, but just, the you. it's a game that I have to, you just have to play it yourself. The momentum and the movement combos that you can have are so much fun. The levels are fair, and something that I really enjoy is that on the online aspect, because it has online, which is really unusual for a a demo or an amateur game, is that when you play online, you cannot cheat with speedrun routes because you must go through all the checkpoints. So they don't allow you to cheat, which is always fun. Dang. Gives everybody that fair footing. It does indeed, but you on a fair
1: playing field. That's, That's sick. Yeah, I actually, I did watch you uh, play that, actually, uh, when you were playing that. That game looks uh, amazing for Mm -hmm, the state that it's in.
2: I really hope it continues. I genuinely do. Um, There's just, it's a lot of fun, honestly. The only downside about these games is that some of them never finish. They They never go to completion because they are just, they are fan games that sometimes they're developers. They move on to different projects or... They don't have the money to continue onwards or something else. But honestly, the stuff that you see is just—it's really good. Uh, what about any unex-
1: unexpected games that you played that you weren't expecting it to be like
2: that? Uh, well, as I said, I was, I was just surprised to see Pulseman. Pulseman is a game that was way back on the Genesis in the day. So to see somebody come out and go, yo, here's a Pulseman demo of a new game. I'm like, you want me? <laughs> i'm play- I'm checking that done what let's go with that one um and we do it and another standard one and i'd be really remiss if i didn't say it uh, well there's two actually one sonic troubles sonic triple trouble 16 bit done by noah Ooh. copeland it is a full game of a fan reimagining of sonic triple trouble 16 bit i didn't play it personally during sage Because he released the game like two weeks earlier and I was playing it then. It is so much fun. You need to check that game out. It is a crime that that game is free. It is legitimately one of the best Sonic fan games this year. You need to check it out.
1: Okay. Definitely will now. That's some high, high praise. I played Triple Trouble a little bit back on... I, I guess it would have been Sadex because you
2: could unlock it through Sadex.
1: Mm-hmm. That's, that's the only experience I've had with Triple Trouble.
2: Yeah. Oh, no. Th- this is complete reimagining of it as if it was a 16-bit Genesis-style game, and it works. <laughs> nice. All right. And then the other one I did say, uh, just, just because um, this is one of my community members that makes this, uh, Yonoid 4, Episode 3. Imagine if Sonic 4 Episode 3 was made with Yonoid instead. It's exactly as cursed as it sounds. Check it out. You'll have a laugh.
1: <laughs> Amazing. Uh, is there anything else you want to add about either Sonic Frontiers or Sage at all?
2: That's it right now, honestly. like I'm excited for Frontiers, and Sage was always a good time. As I say, you can check out sageexpo.org. Anytime during the year. Obviously during their main week. Is when they promote everything heavily. But it's available almost all year round.
1: Excellent. Uh, at that then. We will move on to our second topic. Which is. The speedrunning life of Argic. So
2: what got you into speedrunning? Uh, well for me it was SGDQ. And AGDQ and whatnot. Um I'd been watching them since 2011. 2012. And every time I would watch them. I would just sitting there going. I could never do that. No way. And that happened for about four years until about 2016 when I finally decided to take the plunge. Uh, 2015 is when I started streaming, but I was just streaming aimlessly. I didn't know what I was actually streaming. So in 2016, I decided I'm finally going to try my hand at Sonic. And the Sonic Speedrunning community had a special event called Sonic Speed R. It was a month-long event where each day... They would speedrun a different Sonic game. They would have a speedrun race. Everybody would get together. They would just race. And that would be it. A different game each, each day for the entire month. And it was open to all skill levels. So I thought, why not? Let's jump in. Let's try as many of them as I can. Ended up doing them all. Alongside two other people. Flying Fox and Hypersonic. And at the end of it, I had the speedrunning bug. I wanted to learn to speedrun Sonic Adventure DX. And that's how I got started.
1: Okay, so SADX was then your first, like, main push within the Sonic speedrunning community?
2: Yep, it was the first game I decided that this is the one I want to actually go and learn all the tricks and all the strats for, and that's the one that I try to to get good at, basically, and it was great fun. And then it just kind of blossomed from there. Um, it It was a case of, well, streaming and trying to grow an audience, it's a case of, you must always pick one game. Doing variety is, is very difficult, which it is. Um, so I cheated a little bit and went, what if I still stick with Sonic, but I do other Sonic games? And that's where my goal of trying to speedrun every mainline Sonic game has came from. It's going to take a while. <laughs> uh, you have 17 different runs
1: uh, for 17 different Sonic games on the boards. Yep. So what of these speedruns, which ones are your favorite and least favorite to do?
2: Uh, Sonic Adventure DX for the 3D games, because it was my first. It's the game I have a lot of fun memories for, and I just love the 3D movement in that game. Plus, walls are, like, just, they're illusions. You just go through those walls, like...
1: Yeah, walls are an, an, an option, as Katie 4 said at the recent uh, SDQ.
2: <laughs> yep, pretty much. I was like, they're they're just suggestions. It's totally fine. Um, but in the in the two D segments, I really love Sonic Mania. Um, I was really fortunate that Sonic Mania released in 2017, and I was able to be part of the original community members who just routed it, and we found glitches, and we made the routes, and we played it. And I I will happily go back and continuously speedrun that game. Nice. Well, what about least favorite Sonic speedruns for you? (laughs) Uh, Right now, I am struggling so very hard to get a good time in Sonic Heroes. Uh, That game (laughs) is really punishing when mistakes happen. And it's like, oh, come on, let me have it. And the game's just like, no, you're not having it. What category um, are you uh, running specifically? Uh, team Hero on that one, um, and we're going for all the strats, so no limited sex selection. It's the full thing, the full, full shebang, day. basically. Okay. Um, okay, which I kind of regret, but I will get there <laughs> eventually.
1: <laughs> yeah, we've had uh, we've had Joey uh, Freefall, the the Rose World Record holder now for LTS on, and he's even said now that he's moved to doing other stories that the other ones... No LTS are hell, I've heard. They're very difficult, yeah.
2: <laughs> but it just goes to show you that, the one, the game is hard, but two, the competition between the other runners is really fierce, but it's really good as well. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, so are there any non-Sonic games that you run? I do. I do like running some indie games in that as well. Um, I do... Uh, or I want to learn Spark the Electric Jester 3. Um, it came out recently and was one of the indie games that came out last month that I really enjoy. It's basically Sonic. Uh, <laughs> makes sense because the developer used to make Sonic fan games before oh. he went and made his own IP and oh, is sick. now able to sell it, which is amazing. Um, I want to I wanna learn that properly. I did learn Spark the Electric Jester 2 back when it came out. Ran it out a few marathons. Had to stop, though, because of an unfortunate piece of tech that was discovered that requires you basically to hold the controller in a really weird way that just eventually started hurting my fingers to the point where it's like, I can't keep playing this for a prolonged period of time. So it's like, you could do maybe half an hour, which is like maybe a run, maybe two, um, but it's like, nah, I, I had to stop. So thankfully in Spark 3, that glitch does not exist and has deliberately been made sure it doesn't exist. So I'm looking forward to learning that one. Um, but I also I also do uh, an indie game called Glyph, um, which was you were playing as a, a little scarab beetle that can be in a, a ball. And it was kind of like a puzzle collect-a-thon. You would go around collecting different things as quick as you can. That was a lot of fun to do. Um, but I, I really want to dive into more of the indie game side of things and try and and try and get in there. But Sonic, Sonic keeps pulling me back, which is, <laughs> I, I got to stop doing that. But I want to do Hades. Like I love Hades. I want to get into Hades speedrunning um obviously freedom planet 2 is coming out i want to get into that as well as freedom planet 1 i did i did a freedom planet 12 hour challenge a couple of years ago and didn't continue with it i want to continue with that now um and the other thing i do is i do um Fox 64 score attacking it's not really speed running like score attacking is go for the highest score possible rather than speed but I have a lot of fun doing that. It's amazing. And there is a hybrid category that's been created recently, which is get 2,000 hits in the game, but do it as fast as you can. So oh. it's effectively a speed run, but you must hit 2,000 total score for your run to be considered valid.
1: Okay, that's cool. So awesome. it's, like, it's a nice
2: hybrid that I want to try to yeah. learn.
1: That's cool. That's really cool. Uh, so because of your speed running, you've also been in a lot of marathons, uh, a lot of GDQ events as well. What have been your favorite moments both in runs at marathons and just watching?
2: um honestly, there's there's too many to name. Um, <laughs> i will I will say like just being able to run in massive events like ESA and gdq is is always phenomenal because the experiences that you get from them are second to none. Like ESA, I've been able to run at in person. It's phenomenal. And I will hopefully continue to do that in the future because it's over in Sweden. I can get there rather easily. And I just, I want to keep doing it. I do want to get over and run in GDQ in person at one point. I have not yet had the fortune of doing that. All my GDQ appearances have been online, but people have seen them. They enjoy them, they love it, they love to ask, am I breathing? Because I talk a mile a minute, because I'm playing <laughs> Sonic games and I need to communicate what I'm doing. But I just love it and I want to keep doing it and I want to keep having fun with it. So why not? Um and yeah, just for me, it's I think my best thing has been developing the style of commentary that I have that allows me to go really, really fast keep up with what i'm saying but still exude this high energy and this enjoyment and people understand he's not doing this because he has to he's doing this because he wants to and that's what i want to keep bringing to my marathons and my runs and that i want to share this love of this hobby that i do and and just bring it to everybody i do have one question the sonic
1: onesie can you can you uh, I don't know explain the the inspiration where where you got it from even and just just that all of that.
2: So the Sonic outfit was a mistake. <laughs> um We were just casually talking on stream one day. And we were just talking about like, oh, wouldn't it be funny if there was like outfits you could wear and cosplays and whatnot. And we went and Googled Amazon and we found out that there was one. And we looked at it and it was going, that's cursed to heck. Am I going to buy it? And I bought it. (laughs) (laughs) So we bought it and it arrived. And it was more cursed than you could even imagine. (laughs) So I went to everybody it's going to be a charity incentive. I will make this a charity incentive for my annual Game Blast charity marathon, uh, which is a a marathon I do for Special Effect, wonderful charity in the UK. Uh, basically, they create um, different systems for people who are disabled and are unable to game with conventional controllers. They work with them to set up specialist systems that allow everybody to game. And it's, it's amazing. And I just, I love the work that they do. So I do that every February. And I decided, right, every 100 pounds that's made, I will put on a different piece of the Sonic outfit. Within five minutes of the stream starting, 500 was raised and I was in the suit. <laughs> and we had that epic moment of the suit goes on. And then the horror when I realized, I can barely see out of this thing. It's just a white haze with two black dots where the eyes are meant to be. And it sits on my nose because the hat, the hat is like one size fits all. So it <laughs> doesn't fit on my head properly. And I just have it hanging on my nose. My poor nose looks like Rudolph by the end of it. <laughs> uh, but it, it was, it, that, that's how it started. And then it just, it became a charity event staple for me. And then obviously, as you saw, it culminated at GDQ. Yeah, how Um,
1: does it it feel that you have a world record while wearing
2: that uh, suit? It is absolutely hilarious because Amber and I, we have an amazing story about that world record. For those of you who aren't aware, Amber Cyprin, a good friend of mine, um, they are, as I like to call the purveyor of bad ideas. Um, The problem is... (laughs) They have surrounded themselves with people who go, uh, when Amber goes, I have, or rather, should I say, when any of us go, I have a really bad idea, the rest of us immediately go, I'm in. Without even hearing what the idea is, we all just go, I'm in. And then we do it. And this is where, like, this is a a, a little quick story, but um, TLDR on it is, Amber originally started an event on Games Done Quick, as they are a Games Done Quick hotfix showrunner called Sonic and the Shiny Things, which is speedrun Sonic games, but collect the shiny things. If the game has shiny collectibles like the Chaos Emeralds or Red Rings or whatever, collect those. And Amber came up to me and went, do you have any runs that you could help out with? So I learned Sonic 4 episode one for it. Fast forward a couple of, well, literally fast forward a year, and then Amber goes to me, I'm doing it again, but this time it's a different event. Do you have another run you could do? So we did Sonic 4 Episode 2. And we were like, yeah, we could do that. And we learned co-op for it. We learned the co-op run. Because we always thought it'd be cool to do co-op because you can do online co-op in that game. So we learned online co-op. And then it culminated and came full circle at AGDQ with Argic in the really daft Sonic outfit. Amber using Minus, um, which is their VTuber avatar. Absolutely amazing avatar. And as you mentioned we ended up getting the world record for the Sonic 4 episode 2 co-op category and it was it was literally it is one of my top 3 speedrunning highlights it's genuinely a memory i will never forget because we put <laughs> a lot of effort into that optimizing the run learning the run and the fact that we could pull it off at an event of that scale was Absolutely fantastic! So, Amber, if you're ever listening to this, thank you for having bad ideas, <laughs> and thank you for joining me with them because they are amazing, and I want to continue doing more of them. Amazing! Amazing! I I just remember that I remember that day so well because it's
1: I was I think I, it was it was last year, correct? Or was it 2020? It was 2022. It was tw- oh, it was this. It year. was this year. Oh, yeah, it was. I just had time off. And I'm like, I'm going to wake up stupidly early to catch all the Sonic block. And I did. And I remember seeing that. And I and I, I, I laughed for a good, I think, 10 minutes when you revealed yourself in the Sonic Sonic suit. Because just how tired I was. But I'm like, no, I'm going to watch the entire Sonic block for once live.
2: And I'm glad I did. <laughs> I appreciate it. I'm just glad it. I did. It, it was a fever dream for you then you're like the, what the heck is this guy doing oh, yes yeah. he is in a Sonic suit yeah, yes was, he is he's like uh-huh. man, the man's in a Sonic suit
1: unbelievable 10 yeah. out of 10
2: I, it, it was amazing though like, it was a lot of fun and, and it's quite funny because a lot of people like yourself just, they ask you how did you manage to do that playing with the gloves I've had enough practice with <laughs> So I can get away with that now. I know how to like kind of finagle the controller around the gloves. The hardest part is being able to Z. Like that's the hardest part. <laughs> Incredible.
1: If there are games down the line that you do want to speedrun, what goes
2: into deciding what you speed run? I am legally obligated not to say because the moment I say I want to speedrun X game, I will inevitably not do it. Oh, it's like okay. the anime red flag if I say I'm going to do something it's probably not going to happen I've said this to games like Final Fantasy 7 Remake or um, as I said Hades I've mentioned it too, and I'm like no I want to speedrun Hades I need to try and get in on this um, <laughs> it's just like th- honestly there's a lot of games that I will look at while I'm casually playing it and go oh this would be a really good speed game and then I just get pulled back into Sonic I am trying so hard to get out of that, but at the same time, if I speedrun things that aren't Sonic, my numbers take a hit. So like my numbers, my stream numbers do take like a little bit of a, they do make a little bit of a decision in influencing what I want to do. But I'm, I'm slowly but surely getting my audience used to, yo, is going to do indie games. He does do more games than that. They'll get speedruns as well. Um, but honestly, at the end of the day, I just need to enjoy the game. If I enjoy the game, I can at least give speedrunning it a chance and then decide, yo, I like this speedrun, or nah, I'm not really into it, you know? hmm absolutely. And, and speaking of things
1: you stream, you also uh, stream Final Fantasy XIV, the Yay. very popular MMORPG that has a free trial and includes the entirety of A Realm Reborn and the award-winning Heavensward up to level 60 with no restrictions on playtime.
2: Hashtag not an ad. Hashtag not, <laughs> hashtag not an ad.
1: Hashtag Square
2: Enix. Please sponsor me. <laughs> oh, that's a mood. Yep. That's a big mood. I appreciate you you bringing in that meme. I love that meme. I mean, so I actually, so story, I
1: actually have recently been uh, put into Final Fantasy 14 as I made a incentive to my stream community. I'm like, you know what? If we hit this sub goal, which I'm like, it'll, it'll happen in like maybe like a couple of years when I grow. Or whatever. And I'm like, yeah, then we'll I'll play Final Fantasy XIV. Literally, I think two weeks after I put it out, my mod TC, who is a mad lad, is like, hey, wanna see me be irresponsible with my money? And I'm like, no. And he donates all the subs to me to hit the Final Fantasy XIV goal. So nice. I've been playing Final Fantasy XIV. I actually have just recently gotten into Heaven's Ward. Uh I've been enjoying the game. Um so I want to give you some rapid fire questions that don't really go into many spoilers because it is a very spoilery type game to a lot of new people and all that mm-hmm. stuff. Um so favorite class, expansion, dungeon, raid, NPC.
2: All right. So, considering you're just in Heaven's Ward, uh my answer's favorite class paladin always will be. I am your tank, I am also your healer. I will tank and heal for you until I run out of MP or HP, whatever happens first. Favorite expansion is Very close between Shadowbringers and Endwalker. I cannot decide because there are moments in both of those that are redacted and redacted. Favorite (laughs) Dungeon is also redacted. Favorite raid is also redacted. And my favorite NPC is redacted. So there you go. And they are redacted because I can't say a word because it's spoilery to you. (laughs) Uh,
1: Hey, all good. All good. I'm uh, here's what I will say. I am looking forward to Alexander.
2: Oh yeah. Yeah.
1: I am I am excited cuz there is one it.
2: particular fight for Alex that I will tell you now if you get the wrong group for.
1: I am so sorry.
2: Um uh, but when you get there, enjoy it. Have fun. Okay.
1: will do. Oh, okay. Here's what I will ask. What's your favorite music track in FF14?
2: Oh. Uh, that's a loaded
1: question, I know, cuz there's so many good ones. Soaking is so good. Oh, I don't mm.
2: Can I mention their names? I can. Yeah, you can
1: absolutely names. mention their names because I l- legit I've been listening to a lot of the music, even though I'm not even no- anywhere close to some of the expansions. I'm just like, oh, this is just a cool, like, legit. A long fall is like,
2: oh yeah, a, a long on fall repeat. meme song peak meme song. Um, uh, right. So there's four that come into mind immediately for me that I really just enjoy listening to all the time. Uh, one of them, Raktika Greatwood, because you know just. Lahi it's, it's just Lahi. Lahi. I love Lahi. Lahi is great. Yeah. Um that's a good one. I do like that. Um I like I believe it is Oblivion, which is the Eden Shiva fight. That's so oh, good. Oh, okay. Oblivion is is wonderful. Um the other one I like uh really the other two are really recent ones. Um you have In the Balance which is the latest Alliance raid the final fight for that it's so good um and then my final one is of course the latest round of abyssos which is the latest raid tier and the song is called scream and it's just oh soaking what have you been doing so legit
1: scream came up in my recommended on my Mm -hmm. youtube feed i'm like i'll i'll briefly listen to this and i'm like oh oh my god my ears have been blessed yeah, Suggins uh-huh.
2: going through an emo phase right now, and we he love is. it. He like, yeah, absolutely it's good. is. It's like Scream just sounds like it's like Evanescence or something, and then somebody actually made a Scream x Evanescence mashup, and it fits. I like it fits so well. I like, "Geez, it's great." But yeah, no, th- there's a whole bunch of stuff that's great as well. Like the, there's there's an entire raid series in Shadowbringers. I don't know if you know it. It's one of the crossover ones. It's oh, really is it the
1: no, Shadowbringers. I was gonna say that that no, because Monster Hunter is Stormbloods.
2: No, it's not Mon. Haunt, it's the other crossover. You I okay? don't know if you know about it. Nope, it's not Yokai. I, I
1: feel like my my boy Zach. He's the one who's got me into it. Oh, is 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 it the Near
2: one? Yeah. That's okay, so you one. do know it. Yeah, I do know the, it. The the Near are really good as well. Like nice. I like the uh. There's some of them they do there where it's a mix of Final Fantasy and Nier and they did they did a really good job With that one too
1: nice anything else you want to add about anything we've talked about in this topic
2: i am just i'm excited for more final fantasy 14 (laughs) i'm I'm excited
1: to get to the new expansions
2: (laughs) you will enjoy it like you have got through what people consider the slowest part of the game but it needs to be slow because it builds everything up. It, it really does. You are you are now into arguably a lot of people's second favorite expansion. I mean, it's a reason; it's award winning. Exactly. <laughs> um, so you you're in Heaven's Word. Then you have a little bit of a lull in Stormblood, depending on where your allegiances lie. Then it picks up in Shadowbringers and Endwalker, and that's all I'm going to say. Amazing.
1: Excellent. I am excited for it. Uh, And with that, we're going to now jump into things to wrap them up in
0: the bonus level. Community Q&As. A look back at gaming history and your achievement of the week. Here's this week's bonus level. And to start it off,
1: we have the community corner where, if you're a member of the Tony's Game Lounge Discord, you can ask myself and my guest any questions about video games and the like and we got one question this week from actual trash PhD. He has a doctorate in trash. And the first it's two questions. The first one's roasting me. It's can you believe Tony spent most of his time doing side quests and not doing the MSQ could have been near the end of Heavens Ward by now.
2: <laughs> Honestly, I can believe that because if you played MMOs in the past you're like I've got to do all the side quests to level up, not realizing that they've designed the game where you can just do the MSQ for your first character and you will be fine, which is actually something I really love.
1: This is my first MMO.
2: Yeah, no, I I do not blame you.
1: I just, I'm like, I want to do all the side quests
2: don't don't do it just do the msq (laughs) honestly please please
1: you you sound exactly you sound exactly like my friends right now and i love
2: that there is a reason we're doing this please just do the (laughs) msq you will thank us later
1: okay uh also what do you think of the new raid tier
2: and that's the second question. Oh, yeah. what do you uh, think of the new raids here? Well, well, right now, um, my team, known as the Dino Nuggies, we are we've just finished um P five Savage, and we're on P six Savage. It's very interesting, but I will say, and obviously they are a raider. Well, I think they might be a raider. Um, we're just very happy. There's no tethers at the moment. And we say at the moment, because we don't know what the other three fights have in store for us, because we've just started six, and we don't know what's in seven and eight yet. But in terms of the normal modes, we've really enjoyed the storyline, and ooh, I hate the fact we have to wait, like, eight months to know what happens next.
1: (laughs) Yeah, true. Hey, it gives me time to catch up, though. (laughs) It
2: does. Yeah, no, we, uh, the next major patch in, like, three months' time will have the new alliance raid the second part of the alliance raid and then the next patch after that which goes over Christmas which means there'll probably be a couple of weeks delay is the next part of the the raid tier and we're like oh it's gonna be so long <laughs> but I'm I'm enjoying it it's an interesting thing with it being like an original story on this one Um, the fact that it is truly unique to 14 it's not based on any other game it's not based on any other crossover it's it's very interesting and the fights themselves are good fun um all i will say is i got nommed a few times i imagine (laughs) another couple of people got nommed a few times as well
1: (laughs) excellent uh jumping into this week in gaming history uh, here's what happened in the past uh from september 12th to 18th on monday 2006 LucasArts released the LEGO Star Wars 2, the original trilogy, for the PlayStation Portable, Game Boy Advance, Xbox 360, GameCube, DS, Xbox, and PlayStation 2 in North America. A lot. It came out on a lot of things. Yes, it did. It came out on almost everything. On Tuesday, 1983, Nintendo released Super Mario Bros. in arcades in Japan. Wednesday, 2008, Electronic Arts released Rock Band 2 for the 360, PS3, PS2, and Wii in North America. On Thursday, 2017, Sega released Sonic Mania for the PlayStation 4 and Xbox One in North America. Friday, 1999, Microsoft announced the Windows CE Toolkit 2.0 to help developers write Windows CE-based games for the Sega Dreamcast. And they said it would be available in October. Dreamcast was such a good console. Very overlooked.
2: Unfortunately, it was, yeah.
1: Saturday, 1999, in Japan, the Tokyo Game Show was held over three days. And Sunday, 2006, Nintendo released Pokemon Mystery Dungeon Red and Blue Rescue Teams for the Nintendo Game Boy Advance and DS. Game Boy Advance for Red and DS for Blue. Uh, and that's uh, this week in gaming history. The achievement of the week this week is in Tam Tam. It's I'm in danger, which is to complete the class factory rounds by playing 10 ranked competitive matches. And the game of the week, Metal Singer. Yeah. Because that, it looks too good. Like, I, I, I can't wait. I'm definitely going to try to get it. Yep, same. Uh, and that is everything. Argic. Thank you for being our first guest this season and coming on the podcast.
2: Thank you for having me. Hopefully your fellow uh, guests will not be an hour late. <laughs> Don't mess up your time zones, folks. That's what ARG did. <laughs> yes, as we will be having
1: guests from all around the world. This, we have, we're have. we going everywhere. We're going everywhere. Uh, but where can we find you on the internet?
2: You can find me over on my main Twitch channel. It is twitch.tv forward slash argic. I am live there quite a lot every Saturday, Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday from 11 am British Summertime. And then again, 6 until 9 p.m. British Summertime. And also on Wednesday nights, again, 6 until 9. Thursdays and Fridays are my off days, unless I'm doing a bonus stream for funsies, which sometimes I do. You can also find me over on Twitter uh, at JKArgic, that is at JKArgic, where I post a whole bunch of nonsense and, and have a lot of fun there. I am looking to broaden out onto other social medias. I do have a YouTube as well. If you search Argic on YouTube, you can see a lot of my speedruns and that on there. I am, however, trying to uh, do a bit of a revamp on that, trying to get some more content out there rather than just my PBs, so... Watch this space, but if you want to give it a full and be like, I was there before it was cool, that would be appreciated.
1: And of course, you can find me over at Radio Tony on Twitter and Tony's Game Lounge on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitch. Also, be sure to follow, share the podcast. I need to say that more, because that's what good podcasts do. So follow and share the podcast on whatever platform you are, and uh, get it out there.
2: Yeah, exactly. You gotta spread the word, you know? Spread you gotta, the word. You want more Tony's Game Lunch? Spread the word. Share it to your friends. Let them all know. Come and join and, and, and ask questions. Get them answered. And just have a great time and enjoy yourselves. Ex- exactly.
1: That's what we are all here for. And watching me suffer and put my friends through suffering as well as I do side content in Final Fantasy i Stop 14. doing side content. Go do the <laughs>
2: MSQ. Do the MSQ, damn it.
1: <laughs> Argic, thank you for coming on the podcast.
2: Thank you for having us.
1: And thank you, the listener, for tuning in. We will be back next week with a brand new episode right back here in the Game Lounge.
0: Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Tony's Game Lounge. New episodes release every Monday. Be sure to like and share the podcast and follow Tony on Twitter, Instagram, Twitch, and TikTok for more updates.